0: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well. I have to tell you, I am doing incredibly well at quizzes at the moment. I don't know if you've been taking part in any on Zoom and all all the sort of online things. Um, I'm not normally a quiz person, and I've always made that clear to people. So now they're saying with some surprise how well I'm doing in quizzes. And all I can say, it's because they're covering what has been covered in the previous quiz that I've done. So if you find you're stuck and quizzes aren't your strong point, don't worry. Just keep doing them. Start signing up for them, do lots of them, and you'll find you become a professional. It's not about what you know. It's just about doing more quizzes and keeping your knowledge up to date And then you just blast through it. So yes, I am impressing people at the moment with my quiz knowledge. So well done me. That's my recommendation for today. Now, this is a special. I should have trumpet sounding, but I don't. It's all about book covers. And I've got to be honest, I did record one about book covers several months ago. In fact, it was just before lockdown happened. And I was talking about book covers and when you go into a bookshop, what you should look out for. And then I couldn't I couldn't put it on i couldn't load it up for you to listen to because i just thought well it's nonsense people are going to be very cross that i'm talking about going into a bookshop and looking at different styles of book covers and what matters and what doesn't when you can't even go in so i've held off and then in the end i thought no I'm going to delete that whole podcast and re record the whole thing because there's still some points that I think are really important and really interesting. And it doesn't matter that we can't go into bookshops at this time. I'm sure we'll be able to be very soon. And I still want to talk to you about it. So, this episode is all about book covers. And it started off because um, Phoebe Morgan, who is an editor at HarperCollins and has also written The Babysitter, an incredible thriller. Um, she had put on twitter about book covers and some sort of handy hints and tips and points and i contacted phoebe and said oh this is really useful would you mind if i then put that in a podcast and she said no go ahead so that's very kind thank you phoebe um so i can't credit these with myself but this is coming from someone who really knows she's a brilliant editor at harper collins and she knows her stuff so Oh, and before I do get started on that, let me just cover the formalities. You can get me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I've found that you have to type in QuickBook Reviews with no spaces between the words, just to be difficult. Um, but you can email me at QuickBookReviews at com, And you can join our relatively new Facebook group, the QuickBook Reviews Podcast Group where you can tell us um, what you're reading, what you think of different books. It's great. And I really enjoy hearing what people say. So do find us there. Now we've got the the housekeeping out of the way. Let's get stuck into book covers. So Phoebe posted, first of all, the point about how they say don't judge a book by its cover. But unfortunately, in commercial fiction, we do. That the book jacket is one of the most important parts of the publishing process, arguably the most important, because it's what readers will see first. So I guess if you don't have a book cover that stands out, Somebody isn't going to pick the book up. And that's true. When I think about it, if there's a book by an author that I know is coming out that I recognise the name of the author, or maybe I've heard um, other people talking about the book, the hype, then I will just pick the book up. But if it's an author I haven't heard of before, or a book I haven't heard about, then the book cover comes into play much, much more. And it's a sad reflection that you could spend years crafting this incredible book. But if the cover isn't one that really resonates with the readers, then is it going to work? Um, So Phoebe was saying that it is a sales tool. And she says this is incredible. She's given how long readers spend looking at bookshelves. And she says in supermarkets, it's a total of, wait for it, 0.2 seconds. That's right. In supermarkets, people spend 0.2 seconds looking at book covers. And I'm not talking about during lockdown when you're trying to get past the shelves very, very quickly and get out of the supermarket without any contagion. No, this is this is in normal times, if we can remember what that's like. Um, 0.2 seconds looking at the book cover so it's got to really grab out grab your attention Uh, and she says so of course it's vital that your book stands out Um, and i think that's true actually i you don't even consider it. It's just sort of subliminal, I think, that I'll pick up a book and either I'll think, oh, that looks a great book or it doesn't. And yes, that will be based on the cover if I haven't heard about it. So it, I was going to say I'm just as much at fault, but it's not a fault. That's just how we buy things. We might buy um, a new suit because the the label looks interesting. It looks enticing, you know, so we are very visual people. And when we talk about the book cover as well, of course, it's not just the colour and maybe the picture on it, but it's the way the fonts that are used. If somebody else is quoting, endorsing the book, that sort of thing that that can really stand out. So um, Phoebe says that the design, looking at the design, first of all, all book jackets in a traditional publishing house go through a cover art meeting and that's where the key stakeholders from different divisions so people that are really involved in that book whether they're on a marketing department the sales the art the senior management they see different options for the covers and they give their opinions now She admits they don't always agree, but usually after a few rounds of the book jackets, they'll settle on one, uh, which the editor then shows to the author and the agent. So what's interesting at that point, and I hadn't realised until recently that an author might have you know, obviously they'll have been involved in the book. They'll have written it. Well done, Philippa. Yes, so the author will have been involved in the book, but they'll have been involved in, in some of the editing and they'll have been involved in the rewrites and the structural edits and all those processes. And yet the cover of the book, which is the thing that sells their book, is something that they will be involved with later down the line. They won't necessarily, uh, some authors, I'm sure it's different, but they won't necessarily be involved at the beginning when you've got those different book covers and the the team are working out which is the one that will work the best. Um, And that might come as a surprise to you and a surprise to people who are currently writing their books. Um, Also, some jackets, some book jackets are designed in-house and some are actually freelanced out. So that's something as well that you're not necessarily just having a house view, uh, maybe uh, depending on workloads or whether they need something different from fresh thinking, then they'll get the freelancers involved. It must be very interesting to be a book cover designer because there must be the sort of the pull and the push between wanting to do something completely different, something completely way out that really grabs your attention, and something that you know is consistent and will sell the book. So uh, I wonder how that all works. So Phoebe says, depending on the publisher, it goes out to these trusted designers, whether freelance or in-house. Um, and she she says she, she knows that some authors will find it weird that we don't involve them in the process from the very start. And personally, she wants her authors to absolutely love their book jackets. And she knows that that isn't always the case. But sometimes as a writer, you're so close to your manuscript that having others come at the design more objectively is is crucial. And when I think about it, it's the same as if you're looking at a TV series. You might, as a writer or as a reader, have a very set picture in your mind as to who you want to play each character. And say the book gets made into a series, you might think, well, why have they chosen that person? That's not how I imagined it. And yet, that person was right for the series. It sells well, it works well on its own as a series. And the book cover is just a means to get you to pick up the book and read it. So it's got to stand true to the book. Um, You know, you don't want a completely zany cover and then a traditional book because the, the reader might be disappointed. But it does just show that you can think of something a little bit different. Um, So Phoebe goes on to say that their sales teams are the ones who go into meetings with Waterstones, Tescos, the big, you know, the big supermarkets and booksellers, and they have to pitch a book. Um, often, particularly with uh, debuts, they've got to, uh, all they've got is the cover and the blurb to go on. So they've got to have a very quick pitch. And so a good sales team will advise on what kind of book jackets are working well in the retail sector, because of course they want the book to be stocked widely. They want it to reach more readers. Um, So we have to think about that. It's not just a case of uh, saying to Waterstones or to the supermarket, right, here are our books, put them on the shelves. They've got to make the pitch as well so that then the different retailers decide how they're going to sell the book, whether they're going to do a special promotion, how they're going to feature it. Is it going to be in a very visible place? Are they going to put time and effort in marketing that book? So it's not just about get getting a book, getting an agent. You, know, you write a book, you get an agent, typically, well if you're lucky uh, then you get a publisher but after that then it's what book deals are there. who's going to market your book for you how is it going to get out there i just think it's fascinating all these steps that books go through before you as a reader actually see it so what happens if as an author you've written a book you absolutely love it you've done all the editing and you're really happy with it and you've heard that different book covers have been considered and they've decided on one that they really like and you finally get to see it and you hate it. You know what happens then? So uh, Phoebe says if the author hates the jacket, they wouldn't want to force it on the author. But equally, they would explain why they've chosen it. You know, there's going to be a really valid reason why they think it it it's worth, It it's would work. Um, and sometimes re- retailers will give specific feedback on jackets. So sometimes you'll have it that they'll say, well, we really like this book. We think it's going to work, but we need the strap line changing or it needs to be a different colour. And where possible, they will listen to it uh, and they will consider it. And they'll listen to the author and the agent feedback. And sometimes they will show alternative jackets if if the first one is like, because in an ideal world, they want something that everyone loves and and everyone feels happy with. Um, it's a difficult one because if I had written a book that you know I'd got an agent and got a publishing deal and I wanted it to do well, what would I do if I hated the jacket? But you, you're you being told that that jacket is one that will work. So again, when you're picking up a book, don't think that the, the jacket of the book, the design is a reflection on the author it's a device to get you to pick that book up there's a reason why you've picked the book up um, and i do have to say sometimes books with slightly different jackets are the ones that i wouldn't necessarily can't even speak now i wouldn't necessarily pick up myself but i do because the book's been recommended by somebody that i trust or i've seen it reviewed somewhere else those sort of things so i suppose if you have a, an army of people who are going to be reviewing and be very positive about your book and it's going to be something quite different, then a different cover could work. But you may not get the placement in the, the big retailers that you need to get the book sales to ensure that you've got a future as, a, as an author. You know, it's really it's really difficult. Um, and it might be that, you know, you've got this issue whereas an author, You hate your book cover, but you know it's going to work. So does the author hate it because it just isn't as they imagined it? Anyway, see, I am waffling now, aren't I? Waffling on and on. But what I would say is that don't hold the book cover against the author. There's one, when I think about it, The Puppet Show by Mike Craven. Now, um, as a lot of people know, I don't like horror books. Um, And I wanted to read the puppet show because it sounded interesting, but the cover put me off because it looked like quite a horror cover. And I have said that I have said that before, but I'm so glad that I. Um, actually carried on and read the book because it's one of my best reads ever it's it's puppet show mw craven absolutely super start of a series as well and i do have to say that actually i recently heard that they're going back and changing the cover of that book so there we go um obviously if they'd listened to my advice first of all no i mean it was just it was a completely new series um and it's done so incredibly well, they do have the luxury of being able to go back. but I certainly remember that the cover of that book not being what I got out of that book. It was a absolutely amazing book. Um, so it again just it just give the book some some space some patience, read the blurb on the back as well, and try and get a bit more out from the book um, as to what it's about before before judging it. Um, so Phoebe confirms that she completely understands as an author and she's an author as well so you know she's been through this herself that uh, the author wants to love their book jacket and after all it's got your name on the author's name on it but as publishers it's their responsibility to think about the market that they're publishing your book into and they want to give you the best chance of success of course um, so let's look at the market. And Phoebe also says about this, that they always look at jackets in a thumbnail to see how they'd appear online, which is different because and, and that's what we come on to right now. You know, when at the time that I record this, we're not able to go into bookshops and, and look at books. Um, so we're doing a lot more research online. We're seeing a lot more online. And they look at jackets as well in thumbnail in that the sort of the mini shot to see how they'd appear online and hold them up against other jackets to see if they hold their own amongst the competition. so. That in in a way is just as crucial now. So instead of picking up a book, and it's the the feel of the book, and whether it's embossed or not, it's the actual this tiny picture on a screen that people are looking at. So it's got to, it's got to work even harder then um, to be visible. You know, you might get uh, an email, or you might visit a web page where there are twenty different books, and unless you have time to read the blurb on each one. You're going to go for maybe an author that you recognise. You're going to look at the name of the book, but you're looking at the cover. And of course, you're looking at the price as well. Gosh, but that would probably come after the book cover. You'll see if a book entrances you and then see if the price is right, as they used to say on the uh, on the quiz show. Um, the price is rather important, particularly at the moment. My goodness, some books are expensive anyway. So um, Phoebe then goes on to talk about how... Um, about how they will even go into the shop or the supermarket to see everything in situ um, which shows how important it is for your cover to look good you know they'll really want to see everything um, as it looks to go into the bookshop to see what else is out there how it's set out so that's the length they go to in getting the right book cover so it's not that they're just lying back having a cup of coffee and a nice biscuit and saying, oh, well, let's just go with that book cover. They really are putting such time and commitment into the selection and why that that book cover should work. Um, Sometimes she says they'll want your jacket, your book jacket to have a similar feel. To others in the market to capture a readership and other times they'll want something different uh, which might start a new trend and i'll come on to it actually because i've got some different books that i've just got together to talk to you about that i think fit in in different groups um, so we'll we'll come on to that when we have finished the information from from phoebe i just think this is fascinating it does make me look at book covers afresh and think about things uh, a little bit differently so Um, She says your jacket, your book jacket will be approached differently if it's a hardback or a digital first book. So if it's just available as an e-book to begin with or as a paperback or as an uh, international trade paperback. The different readerships require alternative approaches and what works in the UK often doesn't work at all in the US or in Canada. So they end up with different looks for each market and again that's absolutely true because i know in um, one of the book clubs i belong to when we're uh, sitting down to review a book while i'm preparing the sort of questions that i might ask i look at the different book covers available for that book and we'll talk about what we think we like the most and what works and it's incredible how different it's not just a slightly different color that's used they are completely different you wouldn't think they're the same book um just looking at the at the different book covers used to sell it in in different regions which again i find fascinating call me boring but i find it fascinating so cover changes phoebe says um, if a book for whatever reason isn't performing in the way they'd hoped um, they'll sometimes give it a new jacket i'm sure they'd have to have a good reason for doing that or she says if it's performing but we want to reach a slightly different uh, reader. They might tweak it slightly. Often, perhaps in a in an e-book rather than reprinting it. Um, and she says, "I've seen this give books a whole new lease of life before, which is just great." Um, and she thinks being flexible in publishing is super important. I I do agree because it's great that they do keep sort of evolving. So if they got a book that they think would work well and it hasn't. They might go back and if altering the cover suddenly flips the switch and that book does well, in a way, that's really sad that that's all it takes. How superficial are we? But it's a busy marketplace. You know, there's thousands of books being published all the time. And which book do we do we pick? Which one do we read next? We haven't got thousands of spare hours to just read every book. So we have to be selective. Um, and she's just she says thank you to all the brilliant designers who work so hard to make our books look good it's often an overlooked part of the process and it shouldn't be and I completely agree um, so I th- thanks to Phoebe Morgan from HarperCollins for that it I found it particularly useful because as I say yes she's an editor uh, and a really good one but also she's a a brilliant author so she has experience of sort of both sides of, of that process. So I'm going to look at some of the books I've got that I haven't read yet. The first three that I've picked up are I've got in hardback and they're all quite sort of dark on the cover. Um, And two of them are authors that I haven't read before, haven't heard of before. um, And one is a more obvious one. So the first book is called The Cutting Place by Jane Casey. And it's a a dark night. You've got a a door slightly open to a club and you've got police tape going across uh, saying crime scene, do not cross. Um, It reiterates that she's a Sunday Times bestseller. And you've got a, a quote from Erin Kelly saying, a gripping, chillingly believable book. Now, I picked this up because I'd seen it recommended somewhere else. I'd seen other authors talking about how good this book was. Um, but I thought it's interesting because the dark cover is clearly a theme. It's clearly one that is done quite regularly, as it is with the next book. So this one is called Black 13 and it's by Adam Hamdy. Again, I haven't read any of Adam's books. I got this one because I heard him speak on the um, two crime writers and a microphone uh, podcast, and what he was—he sounded just so um, thoughtful, clever and opinionated and i don't mean that in a bad way he's he's just got a lot of information and he's got opinions on on the world and and it was quite refreshing to hear what he was saying so that's why i started looking at the book and i saw it and thought yeah i'm i'm going to order this so it's again very dark the the book's called black 13 and those that is done in black lettering but with a sort of a yellow outline and it's, uh, it's got a circle as if it's a sticker that's burning away. And it says, it's time to burn the espionage rule book. Uh, and there's a quote from James Patterson saying, the action never flags. It, full stop, never full stops, ever full stop, stops. A worthy successor to Ludlam and Custler So, wow. So what we've got with both those books, and I'm sorry that I haven't read any others by the authors, but there's a... A sort of a dark theme to the cover you've got a color in each one with adam hand it's yellow with jane cases it's like an aquamarine um you've got an endorsement by another very well-known author um and you you know led to believe that it's going to be a gripping thriller involved in that book so let me put that one down. The next one I've got, it's another dark one, but this is by an author that we should all have heard of, really, uh, Harlan Coburn. Um, a lot of people have watched The Stranger recently on Netflix, and they've even got that embossed onto onto this cover, which I find quite interesting that they're having to do that even for Harlan Coburn. But, but there we go. So it's a, a dark picture. And in front, I can see um, a some grass leading into a wood and there's some car tracks and uh, it says Harlan Coburn that's in yellow author of the number one bestseller runaway and then in red there's it's like there's a sticker but it's not a sticker it's actually in the book cover uh, from the best-selling author and creator of the hit Netflix drama the stranger and then the title in white the boy from the woods so again we know that's going to be quite an unsettling thriller type mystery book so let me put those those two down. Now, I did pick up two books from um, very well-known authors. I'm not saying Harlan Coben isn't, but these are very well-known authors. And instead of going for something that fits the sort of genre of their book, it it's a style that's used for all their books. So as I explained it, hopefully it'll make sense. So the first one uh, is Marion Keyes, and the book is called Grown Ups. I've heard so many good things about this. Um, It looks like a really good escape book, but you've just got a sort of a light grey background. You've got uh, the author named Marion Keys in black and grown ups in an aquamarine. Very simple, very bare cover. And then there's a woman, um, a sort of uh, a cartoon funny of a woman lying down looking like she's just had enough. And uh, you've got a quote from The Sunday Times, gloriously funny. Uh, you've got uh, Nin Steve saying, funny, profound, heartbreaking, and Caitlin Moran saying, pure joy, such a treat. So the only two colours are this sort of aquamarine and black uh, for the words, and it's it makes it very compelling. And I've seen that they're doing that now with her other books as well. So if you've read a uh, Marianne Keyes, you would be able to very quickly identify which are other books by her. So clearly they're going for the the loyal market. But also, I think that cover just said, you know, if it's it shows to me it's a funny book, but it's about real life. Obviously, it's fiction, I should say, but, you know, it's just about people coping with life. And uh Uh, That would resonate with a lot of people. The other one that I've picked up is a John Grisham. Um, Gosh, I love John Grisham's old books. In fact, I want to go back and read The Firm. I'd really like to do that. I need to get on and and do that. But um, this one is called The Guardians. I haven't read it yet. Naughty me. Um, But it's a picture of it's either a sunset or a sunrise. Don't ask me which it is, but you've got that orange skyline, man walking across a field um, and in the same sort of orangey colour is the author named John Grisham. And then underneath in white, The Guardians. And then underneath that again in the orange, How Do You Prove Your Innocence From Behind Bars? So a great strap line, And you've got a, an author endorsement, the best thriller writer alive, uh, Ken Follett. So. Um, again, I've seen a lot of John Grisham's in that sort of style, maybe different colouring, but that sort of style. So you wouldn't be left thinking, oh, is it the, the same John Grisham that I've read those other books from? You would know straight away. So those are those two. Now, oh, yeah. OK, here's two other books. These are YA, young adult books. Um, very different. So I'm probably being unfair, but uh, you've got... Um, Illumine by um, Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. It's the first in a series. Uh, it, it sounds pretty extraordinary. But this is just um, the whole cover is fire. And there's a quote Never have I read a book so wholly unique and utterly captivating. And that's Marie Lou, author of The Legend trilogy. Um, it says underneath in a strap line First survive, then tell the truth. Uh, And that's all there is on the cover. And um, uh, it really stands out for being different, I would say. And then the other one I picked up, another young adult, an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green. Now, this is a blue cover and in a darker blue, it looks like there's some sort of robot behind. Uh, You've got the quote saying number one New York Times bestseller. I've got to admit, personally, I take no notice of these bestsellers either I've heard of the author or I haven't the fact that they've been a bestseller doesn't mean it's a good book for me I don't know what you think about that but that's certainly the case for me um but there's a quote from Holly Bourne the book we all need right now gosh I need to read all of these books don't I um there's some other ones that I've got oh yes these two are so different Stephanie Scott what's left of me is yours um They've got a quote again, Louise Doughty, a brilliant debut. This is by Stephanie Scott. Now, this is the most exquisite cover. And I guess it has to be because this this does seem to be quite a compelling uh, debut, um, something so different. The story is based in Japan and, and the cover does sort of pay homage to that in some ways. But it's got I can't even describe it. There's this beautiful white face of somebody that the lipstick is yellow and there are designs in gold and black sort of on their face but it's not their face it's very hard to describe but it's a standout different book you've got the gold on there you've got the colors it's acknowledging that it's a debut But it comes with a strong endorsement. and I think if you're looking, if you're just a bit fed up with some of the Me Too books, this is one that you would pick up and think, oh, yes, I I want to know more about that. And the same for this Dear Edward book that I picked up um, by Anne uh, Napolitano. There we go haven't pronounced that very well but this has got a lot of endorsements on this in fact one is covered by the price label so I'm going to try and remove that while we're speaking and then be able to tell you what it says because there is a quote here from uh, Marianne Keyes so it's a it's a, a navy blue cover it's like the sky at night and you've got these little gold marks to show that they're the stars you've got a planet and you've got an aeroplane sort of going past the planet so You've got John Boyne, who of course is the best selling author of The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas, who says, Outstanding, beautifully written, a compulsive read. Dear Edward is the best book about a young person I've read since Emma Donoghue's Room. Uh, you've got Mar- uh, Marianne Keyes calling it astonishing, Rosamond Lipton saying it's gripping and elegaic. You've got Emma Donoghue, best selling author of Room, who said, Dear Edward made me think, nod in recognition care about its characters and cry. And you can't ask more of a novel than that. So, wow, you've got one, two, three, four authors endorsing this book on the front cover, and it doesn't look busy. That's because the endorsements are in quite a small font. But Dear Edward, it's called, and it looks like something very different. So, again, Maybe the thing is, if it's a different sort of book, you need to put gold on it, and actually that's true because there's another one I picked up that's uh, the Truce and Triumphs of Grace Atherton, and that's in a sort of a rose gold, but that's got endorsements on the front, and it and it's very much a yeah as I say a a, a rose gold type book. So maybe the thing is, if it's a thriller, you go for a a, a dark cover. If it's an author who's producing a lot of books and has a loyal following, you just have a consistent approach for that author. If it's something completely new, um, throw a bit of gold on it. And if it's a YA, just go for something different. And actually, that puts us to shame, that if the YA audience are prepared to look further than a typical book cover, then, then why shouldn't we? The other ones are yellow. I'm just grabbing them from over here, and then I will stop. This podcast will end. Don't worry. You've been very good. It's just so exciting. I think to think about all these book covers, um, and hopefully, when you go away from here, uh, which I will let you do soon, don't worry, you will just think a bit more about the style of the book covers. Maybe have a look at the books you've chosen so far. Are there any similarities? And maybe next time you're looking at a new book think don't just go for a a typical book cover that you would normally go for maybe go for something a, a little bit different who knows so the the last three i'm talking to you about are all have yellow in them but are yellow and black but they're quite different so the first one is the wreckage by robin morgan bentley um and this has the strap line One Fatal Crash, Two Colliding Worlds, Three Wrecked Lives, Um, and then a terrific debut, Clever and Compelling, by Fiona Barton. Oh, gosh, she's a good author. Uh, So it's like a cracked window with a car in the distance with their lights on, um, on a road in the dark. So it's a very dark cover but bright yellow for the name of the book and the author and the side of the book because I do like to arrange my books in colour order yes I am that sort of person is this this bright yellow as is um, Little Disasters by Sarah Vaughan um, now Sarah had written Anatomy of a Scandal and this one is a dark cover except a little bit is ripped and you can see this girl at the top of the stairs and it says a mother's worst nightmare a family torn apart Um, and then we've got an endorsement from Lucy Foley who of course wrote The Hunting Party compelling beautifully written so perceptive and emotionally devastating and uh, yeah the side of that is this uh, sort of orangey yellow as well and then the final book to talk to you about. Oh, gosh, I hope I pronounce this, this author's name correctly. Christina Delcher. Um, Now, she wrote Vox. If you haven't read Vox and you like Handmaid's Tale, that sort of book, then you really I really would suggest you read Vox because it's similar but different. Um, and just very interesting on, on, her, on her approach. And uh, this book is half Yellow. So the cover is half yellow. There's a horizontal line dividing the yellow and then the black. And there's just this letter Q. Um, and you've yes, you've got the blurb saying Sunday Times best-selling author. You've got a quote from Woman and Home saying powerful, devastating, shocking brilliant and then it just says in this world perfection is everything now I got that because I love Vox it was different and I just thought gosh she's got a new book out I need to get it and read it I need to get the time to read but anyway I'm waffling on I always say this um but it just shows so those are three books that ha- have have uh, yellow a lot in their in their cover. Um, I could go on. I could list every single book that I've got waiting to be read and look at it. But I just hope this gives you some food for thought. Um, clearly, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into the design of the covers. And there's a reason why a book has a particular cover. Um, so let it help guide you. But don't presume that the book cover will um, should be the only thing that you should use when you're choosing a book. And maybe look at different types of covers don't be put off. So I hope you've enjoyed the slightly different podcast. If you haven't, I'm sorry. we will be back to normal next week to talk to you about the amazing books that I'm reading at the moment. Oh my goodness. Yes, there's one I can't wait to tell you about. But anyway, I won't say anything more for now. I'll leave you to go back to your reading and I'll see you very soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one ever. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.